0: Hi, this is Matt Welsh for Spiritual Media Blog, and today I'm here with Rick Bogner, author of Wrestling with Consciousness. Rick is a former professional wrestler who has written a book about spiritual development. Rick, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks very much for
1: having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: So tell us a little bit about your book. What's it about?
1: It's it's my personal story. Uh, It's a long journey about an ex-professional wrestler who was forced to leave behind the only life he knew, and he had to adapt to normal life after the game of professional wrestling. I did this through the practice of Buddhism and other spiritual studies. It was an uplifting and liberating journey of compassion and of finding self-love, love for others, after walking a dark and heavy path. Um, so what would you say is the main message of your book? Why
0: did you write it, and what are you hoping people would take away from it?
1: It's somewhat of an explanation. I think that people can take what they want from it and take, uh, you know, leave what they don't want. It may be not um, – everyone's a little bit different, right, so male or female age category-wise, but hopefully there's pieces in there for, for everybody and uh, – it's an explanation of how we as humans can get away from the dark side of life if we're in a not-so-great spot and, and sort of spot a light at the end of the tunnel while we're in a little bit of despair, I guess, is the best way to explain it. I had broken my neck back in 1999 when I was wrestling over in Japan and uh, didn't really know what to do with myself afterwards for, for a few years and it uh, wasn't, wasn't a very fun time in life. So there are tools that I used to... That had worked for me, and I'm suggesting them in the book and this is as I attempted to climb my own sort of inner mountain with mental strength and resolve you have to you have to hunker down sometimes and, and grab onto these things to try to pull yourself out of a, a negative mental state
0: Wow um what was it like um being a professional wrestler who was also interested in uh, spirituality and some of the maybe challenging times you went through, what were those like?
1: Um, you know, at the time, I blocked spirituality. Um, I felt that life should and could be different, but my life and environment at the time wouldn't allow for it. I, I had to play the role sort of as a wrestler and in that group of people in order to be a success. The fans wanted you to be a certain way. The promoters wanted you to be a certain way. There was a, a stereotype with the other wrestlers as well that we all had to be one certain way. I guess it's sort of um, when you take on a job position as well that everyone has to act politically correct and they have to do this and be there from nine to five and and they're not the person that they, they would be when they come home to their their family or their friends afterwards with a more of a free mentality. So I, I at the time let myself and my family down, pushing myself to be a tough kind of uncaring stereotype and it was considered a sign of weakness to be carrying compassionate in that industry. So you learn to be passive aggressive unfortunately, and, and not show your feelings, never open up and never trust anyone at that point, and to be in solitude a lot. I had senses of a higher path and felt a bit you know a gut pull toward reaching for deeper meaning, but the competitive superficial environment I was immersed in sidetracked me. So that being said, I was always, in a, a natural gravitation towards compassion and peace in life. And at that point, it was just a feeling and a draw, though. I didn't really um, practice anything at that, at that time, even though I had it in my mind. Wow, it sounds like that
0: was quite a spiritual challenge to take on. Um, one thing you did mention was that you moved from a life of ego, aggression, and being things-and-task-oriented to one of egolessness, compassion, and deeming deeper meaning-oriented. Did you find that
1: difficult, and how were you able to do that? Yes, it was really difficult. Uh, You you get brainwashed after so many years of doing something, especially when it's that extreme. I think it's hard for people to understand how extreme it is to be in an industry like that, and how driven and how dedicated you have to be just to get there. And then to stay there, you have to be almost change your own persona completely to satisfy your surroundings, all the people around you all the time. So it was a really slow process. When you come from a way of life where your value as a human being is judged by how physically powerful you are and how aggressive and dominating you are, uh, your worth as a human being is how many fans did you draw me and how much money did you make me. You become an automatron, is what I call it. And you also become a nervous wreck. <laughs> you know you're only as good as your last match at that time, and, and that's your value as a human being. What have you done for me lately is sort of the, the phrase that the promoters always had in mind, maybe not in those words, but it made me strive to be bigger and better and more innovative than other competitors of the spotlight, because even though it's professional wrestling, and yes, it's predetermined finishes, you're still climbing a ladder and and others are trying to kick you off that ladder and vice versa at that time so you become very proud of being a top guy and a lot of ego went along with that I'd look at myself at one point at 29 years of age and say is this really all there is to life doing that and there's got to be more so my mind opened up to the possibility of the opposite of what I was doing and if all this ego stroking was making me miserable which I was at the time the last couple of years that I was involved in professional wrestling. I was just not not a happy person at all. Um, I knew that the opposite would make me happy. I just didn't know how to get there. So I knew this. I didn't know how to practice it. And uh, the mental gripping of, you know, I'm so important and people treat me like a king at the time, being in the spotlight, would always, in my daily routine, steer me away from dropping the ego. So compassion kind of came when i realized how such a huge sense of self-inflated importance only had hurt myself and, and other people i know uh, a millionaire right now who's deluded of the same affliction i believe that without your money without your muscles or without being on tv would you or others think you're so important oh no nobody really listened to you it's funny how society breeds that that ego and uh unless you cared about others, which is the change that I started to realize I needed to be more caring and less, less selfish. Uh, during my last year of wrestling, I learned to get past myself and show interest in others and get out of myself. And I read Philosophy by Plato at the time, and uh, the Book of the Buddha afterward made a practice to be interested and show empathy towards others, which I'd always felt but never had been really allowed to show. It's hard to do when you're in that spotlight. Uh, That sounds like uh,
0: quite a shift in your way of uh, thinking and being. Um, How did you balance letting go of your aggression and ego and being things and task oriented with still following your passions and trying to achieve your goals, especially some of your goals
1: as a professional wrestler? really hard to get a sense of letting go when you're pressured by promoters and fans to always outdo yourself, so uh, both of these people fully expect a new, improved caliber of workmanship each time you perform, and it's a pretty tense and intense lifestyle when you're involved in professional wrestling. You don't have much time to relax because you're always on, and when you do have time, you, you can't relax. Your body won't let you. Your mind's always wound right up. And you really have to come to the conclusion that I need to get out of this business to be who I want to be. I've seen my Yogacharya friend get pushed for quotes, I should say quotas before, and I've noticed how peacefully but step by step he handled things and learned how to step back and still take action in a detached manner because of his example, and it it seems to work. Passion's good, but anything to excess gets unhealthy after time, and you can become a a sex addict, for example, you know. You can be passionately in love or passionately angry and they're both just one step across a very thin line. And they're the opposite, but so close. So you just have to be honest with yourself and, and that can be hard too if you're trying to change your patterns. And pay attention to your gut. If it feels bad it usually is bad. And then the other step is to find the antidote. those um, there's
0: some good, good words of advice. Um, what uh, initially sparked you to find a more spiritual path or deeper meaning in life?
1: I'd say that I had to develop a yearning to escape the emotional suffering. You know, Being on the road a lot, there's a lot of loneliness and you have a, a big ego, but I would always compare that to a fragile ego. I think you might be one and the same. You don't want to ever have your, your big ego or your big manliness to be broken down. So um, you know, there's a lot of ignorance in that. And with practice of Buddhism, I had the right answers to my questions at the time. It gave me really good answers that I could use as tools. And um, I just felt like I was on the right path, and I continued it. Were
0: you able to use what you learned from Buddhism and your spiritual practices to help you maintain your focus needed as a professional wrestler or like how are you able to let go of some of your aggression and still maintain the, that
1: focus needed to perform at a high level I think uh, I might have sent when we talked last or emailed last I may have, may, have, may have kind of confused things for you because as a professional wrestler I didn't I had a yearning for things I had a a want and a need to get out and, and be that way, but I was really stuck in that framework, so with, um, with that kind of mentality, I don't know that you could be a professional wrestler and at the same time be stepping into spirituality, and if you did, it would have to be almost an on and off switch that you'd, you'd be able to flick off or change hats because when you're in the arena and people are expecting something of you and You're getting paid to be a certain way. You have to really psych up. You have to do all the opposite things and get angry to get out there in front of that audience and feel really strong and powerful and full of ego to perform. It's really the polar opposite, but I think one of the things that helped me out was that I I knew that far into things with all that aggression and anger and ego, lack of compassion, all that selfishness, I knew that it wasn't healthy. And I knew I wanted to do the exact op- polar opposite. So it was. Sorry. Yeah, I hear you.
0: Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I got that. I I I I can see what you're saying now. Um, what advice would you have for other people who are aggressive or who have jobs that require them to be aggressive, or they believe requires them to be aggressive? Um, but they themselves would like to live a more compassionate lifestyle.
1: I think if it were a job that were really extreme, and um, maybe this isn't the greatest example, but I'm looking outside around my townhouse here and a bunch of other townhouses are being thrown up and uh, construction workers are out there and they have to be a certain way with one another. They have to put on this mask of toughness and, you know, sit out there with really loud music and yell and swear at each other and yeah, not that that's not fun for some people sometimes everyone likes to let go but it seems like they're pushed into that category by everyone and everything around them to be that way and they might just want to really consider about getting out of that industry to start and secondly if they can just at least reach uh, good headspace once in a while and try and carry it with them, maybe with every swing of the hammer. That might be the best way to do it, just step by step, a little bit by little bit.
0: Yeah, that sounds um, sounds like good, good advice. Um, well, Rick, we really appreciate you being here with us today. Do you have any closing remar- remarks or last words you want
1: to leave our listeners with? Well, I'd just like to thank you for the opportunity. And I'd really love to have as many people as possible get this information right now. That's why I'm so excited about my new book, Wrestling with Consciousness. And it's a lot of really trying to project into the future uh, that you can be how and who you want to be. You just have to try. You have to work on it. and You have to be conscious and take step by step on that journey to try to become that person that you want to be. Oh. That sounds
0: great. Is there um, there a way that people can get wrestling with
1: consciousness or maybe get a hold of you if they want to learn more about the book? Sure. The best way right now is rickbognar, B O G N A R, at Shaw.ca. And I'm just in the process right now of having it edited. And uh, there are two editors, sorry, two publishers right now that I'm speaking with. And I haven't decided who to go with yet. But. I'll have it published fairly soon here. I just don't have an exact date, but I can also post that. I have a website that I'm just getting up, and it's Razor Rick Titan. That's the name I went under before, uh, .com, Razor, as in Razor Blade, and Rick, as in my first name, and T-I-T-A-N was a wrestling name that I used in Japan and in Canada. So that's going to have a, an order form on it in time here, too. That sounds great. Well, um... Keep us posted, and we'll
0: keep our listeners posted when the website is up and when the book is available. Because um, that sounds, I think it sounds like a book that everyone needs to, to, to read, especially people who may be in industries or jobs that um, are, require them to be maybe a bit more ego driven than they'd like to be. So um, we really appreciate your time and you being here with us today. Thank you very much.
1: I really enjoyed it. All right. Thank you. Okay, thank you.